Can you feel it? Can you feel that? The draft time is almost here. One of the most exciting times of year for football fans. And I can't wait to get to that. But before we get into that, it's Friday. So there's mailbag day. So we're going to dive into the mailbag. Plus, before that, I'm going to talk about some of the trade candidates for the Chicago Bears for that number, number, number nine pick if the Bears do go that way. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Shy Bears Central. If you want to follow me, you can do so at CEO Hayes. By the way, go and check out the Swift Sports Network where the video that I did with Swifty just dropped uh, late last night. So go and check that out. Talking about draft, breaking down my prospects in the draft. I think I'm the second segment in a three-hour long video. So go and check that out. Support Swifty, support me. Any new viewers that came over from the Swift Sports Network, thank you so much for checking us out. But let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So first up, there's a lot of talk about the Bears potentially trading down at that number nine spot. Now, we already know about the Pittsburgh Steelers. We understand completely what the Bears can gain from that, right? Getting that number 17 pick, getting the number 32 overall pick. That is a lot of talent in that area that the Bears could draft, and it makes sense. But we talked about a little bit yesterday why the Bears would draft, what situations would have to happen. And one of the biggest scenarios are some of the quarterbacks that teams are being interested, being there available at nine, and some of those teams not wanting to let the chance that another team could, even though the Bears are going to pass up on any quarterbacks there. So that brings in what, what teams could be looking for their quarterback, right? One of the first ones with that is simply the Tennessee Titans, right? When you look at the fact that the Eagles and the Bears are not going to be going after quarterbacks at number 9 and 10, um, the Titans, you know, listen, they could be trying to leapfrog just in case to make sure no other team tries to leapfrog them. But again, if they see their guy there, they could try to leapfrog. Now, the Titans are probably the least likely here just because they come after the Bears and Eagles, two teams that aren't expected to draft quarterback at all and won't. Um, you have the highest paid player in NFL history now with Jalen Suggs there and the Bears being completely invested in Justin Fields being their franchise quarterback. So, you know, that could be there. A little bit less of a situation there. The next one up, the New York Jets, right? Now, it is believed that, the, that Aaron Rodgers will be traded to the Jets. So, more than likely, they're not going to trade up. That, it seems like it's going to be the thing. They're not going to be trading up for a quarterback. But you could look absolutely at them and their ability to go after Jalen Carter, which is the other player and scenario that we painted yesterday of, of, of teams that may want to move up for an opportunity to draft Jalen Carter. Now, guys know, I'm of the mindset, Jalen Carter's there at number nine. You take Jalen Carter, you let everything else work itself out. But, you know, for those that that don't see that and the ones that, you know, the Bears may see their linemen and, and not want to go with a potential headache, they could, you know, uh, make that trade with the Jets, who then could shore up a defensive line position. Next one up that I would say is the Washington Commanders, absolutely. Um, when you look at, you know, there's going to be some quarterbacks there late. But when you look at the Commanders and the fact that they may, again, much like the Titans, want to make sure that another team does not leapfrog them, they can move it to the top to try to get that position for them. Now, that's if they're extremely high on one of those guys. Now, they are committed to Sam Howell, it seems like. But, again, things could change. New ownership groups down there. Um, so, you never know with that type of thing. But they are a team that could be on the candidate list to move up there. And then as we already talked about, the Pittsburgh Steelers as well, um, they would be moving up for Jalen Carter if he's there as well. So those are kind of some of the teams. And just to go over what picks those teams have, which I didn't say, which is a shortcoming on my side, the Titans pick out of number 11. So their their pick would be, they would be built around that. The New York Jets uh, pick at number 13. So that would be how the Bears can uh, take advantage of anything there. And then you look at the Commanders who pick at number 16, who could be looking to move up. Again, they're one spot above 
uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, just some some ideas and thoughts of teams that could look to move up. That's not to say that a team that's outside the box there could also be looking to move up for the Bears if they see their quarterback of the future is there at number nine, could be making that call to the Bears to try to go after a quarterback there. But all right, enough of me talking. It's Friday, so you know that means this episode is built mainly around your voicemails. We'll get into this first voicemail today. This one's from Rail. What's up, man? It's just Rail. Uh, really been enjoying the show, the things y'all guys do. But the previous show, I got to disagree with Bobby, man. He said he would trade Mooney and keep Claypool. I got to disagree. Mooney has had a 1,000-yard season before. Claypool ain't never came close to that. If you get – we got DJ Moore now. So, Darnell Mooney is about to go off. We've seen what he could do with another good receiver beside of him as as another as the number two option. I feel like a lot of people are underestimating what Darnell Mooney about to do this year. And also, I know y'all be giving my man Luke Jackson some hell about his cause, but one thing we got to realize is he knows the personnel. He knows that line cannot block on third and 11th. So he's not about to send Justin out there. So, of course, he's going to throw a screen or, or, or run. I mean, but I appreciate it. The things y'all do keep doing y'all thing. All right, Rail got some issues to pick with Bobby over saying trade Mooney uh, over Claypool, and I agree. I, I, you know, I've talked about it on the episode. The chemistry that Mooney has, also to your 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 point, um, how Mooney has already looked next to a true number one, right? We know what he can do now. I, I you say that Claypool's never had a thousand yard season, yeah, but he's always kind of been the third guy there. I do think Claypool. I'm higher on Claypool apparently than than a lot of uh, the Bears fan base, which is absolutely fine, but. If it came down to we're going after a wide receiver and it came down to either trading uh, Mooney or Claypool, I'm sending Claypool out before I trade Mooney. Uh, before I trade Mooney, personally, maybe that's just me being a Bears guy, right, and being attached to our own guys, which could completely be one of those things. But you know, there it goes. And so, as far as people underestimating Mooney, I do like, and it's it's his fault, right? Let me let me be clear. People that are underestimating Mooney is because he did not. He had a lot of expectations, right or wrong expectations aren't on him necessarily, right? But there were a lot of expectations around Darnell Mooney coming into last season. He didn't hit on any of them. He just didn't, right? And that's not to say he still can't. I still think he absolutely can. I think the improvements in the wide receiver core that Mooney is going to be set up to have a hell of a season for Justin Fields, for the Chicago Bears, and Luke Getze too. So, you know, let's hope. And uh, the key thing is it's still improving that offensive line, which I do think they're going to do. But yeah, I do think people are underestimating the impact that Darnell Mooney can have. And I hope, I just hope he proves them all wrong on the field next year because that's really where it matters. If he proves it wrong on the field, then that's it. That's the end-all, be-all. So let's hope that, that happens as well. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one is from Mike, who's becoming a regular around here. Shout-out to Mike from PA. Yo, hey, it's Mike from PA. I just wanted to give you a shout and uh, say, man, I'm so at peace with having Poles and Kevin Warren and Sluice and Cunningham. I just trust they're going to make good decisions. I'm looking at, I just heard it got verified that Pittsburgh absolutely got in contact with the Bears. I would love to get jump up to 17 and then get that uh, 32 back. And uh, I'm looking, I'm look, I, you know I'm a Jackson guy, but I'm looking at that, that right tackle from Tennessee um, and the center from Wisconsin shore up. You get a solid line in front of Justin. Really enjoy the show. Love the callers too, man. Uh, you have a great day and bear down. All right. And Mike is at peace with having Poles, Kevin Warren, and Ian Cunningham leading the way for this team. And I'm absolutely right there with you, bro. I I 
Love what they're doing here. I know that there are Bears fans that have issues with some of the moves, polls made, things like that, and I understand it. No GM is going to be 100% throughout the fan base. It's just not going to happen. But I love what they're doing here. Now, as far as trading with Pittsburgh for the number 17 and number 32 pick, it really comes down to, to me, right? If the guy that they want, like uh, Ryan Poles already said, they have about four or five blue chip guys on their board. If you are falling below those blue chip guys, a lot of the talent there is all very similar. So if they do fall to that number 17, they could still get a guy that they absolutely look at as being a starter, and it just depends on that. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I, you're going to get talent. I don't think the Bears are going to walk away from this draft with at least two or three day one starters and maybe even more than that, really, when you think about it. So at the end of the day, yes, I love what, what it's being done here. I love the direction that the Bears are in, and I think it's going to be one that hopefully is fruitful. But it all comes down to it. We got to show the, 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 the results of that on the field as well, right? It's easy to be happy with talent and things but, and potential, but all the potential in the world won't win you a title unless that potential becomes realized. And so we have to start seeing that potential turn into something. I'm not saying the Bears need to be this playoff, uh, uh, you know, amazing team next season, but we need to see progression. And that progression has to come via wins. It has to come via the team playing better, coach being coached better. Luke Getzey drawing up a better offensive scheme, right? A better defensive scheme as well. We need to see improvements that turn into wins for this team. Uh, everybody has their own level of wins they want to see the Bears do and they, they think it's success next season. But I just want to see some of this potential turn into wins and success for the Bears. But shout out to Mike on that one. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from BC, Always Right. What up to the fam? This your boy, BC. You know I'm always right. I know this is the last mailbag before the draft, and I'll be glad when this draft over because I'm tired of speculating. Can't wait to just see who we actually have. But I'm going to tell you this. It don't really matter who we get in the first round. I ain't going to say who we get, but what position we get in the first round. Whatever position and whoever the player is, Need to be a perennial pro bowler and be in a Hall of Fame conversation. So whatever position he is, you better be a bad boy. That's all I got to say. Then you spend the rest of the picks filling whatever needs we have. That number nine pick needs to be a... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Perennial Pro Bowler. Period. Hey. Alright, ready for the listen, I am so ready for this draft. I, I I can't I can't stress enough. We will be live on day one and day two will be live for that for the draft on those days. So make sure you guys are tuned in because we're gonna be live, locked in, giving you the, the analysis as the Bears make their picks, make trades, whatever else it is. But I'm extremely happy. Now, to your last point, 
The Bears, whoever they get in the first round, needs to be a pro bowler or a Hall of Fame consideration. Well, Hall of Fame is a completely different thing. That is judged over years. We can't get into that, right? But pro bowlers, and here's the thing, right? When you look at it, yes, a lot of, a lot of first round picks turn into pro bowlers. And here's the thing that I want to point out, right? When you really look at it, the, the top 10 picks versus the bottom 15 picks, they both sit at about 33% of those players turn into pro bowlers, right? And that's what you want, right? You do want to get a guy that is going to be a pro bowler for. Blue chip and all those words that people use sometimes, I don't give a damn about if you're a blue chip or not. There's a lot of blue chip people who don't turn into shit at the NFL level. And I'm sorry for my, for my frankness there. I just want you to go out and get the right guy. I don't care about the hype around the guy. I don't even care if it's a guy that I know or are hype. But if he turns into somebody, that's what, that's what matters. Go and get the right player. That's all that matters to me. Jack Sanborn ended up being the right person, albeit as an undrafted rookie, right? Get the right person. I don't care what type of cachet they have around their name. Yeah, it's it's nice for headlines. It's nice to be able to put, like, for example, as a creative, it's, of course, nice to be able to put that the Bears drafted this guy that was highly touted and all that. It's great. It does great for the algorithm. It does amazing for, for the numbers, if I'm just being frank. But what I care more about is this team winning. All this creative shit be damned, right? I care about my team getting wins. And the thing is, is that go out and get the guy that is going to turn into a name. I don't care if they're a name now. Get him that's going to turn into a house no own name. If you get a guy who maybe I didn't scout here, maybe the mock drafts didn't have us getting, but that guy turns into a a, a eight-year starter for you and a, pro, a multi-time pro bowler, that's what matters, right? The blue chip, all, I don't give a holy damn about that. I give a damn about the results of the pick. Go out and get your guy. Have enough trust in your ability to scout that you'll go and get the right guy. That's what we want to see from this draft. That's what I want to see from this draft. Everybody else, you can have the names. You can have all that. I don't care if they don't turn into shit, right? I care about what they turn into, how they help this team win, how they develop. That's what I care about. Go out and get your guy. Go out and get the guy who's going to turn into the guy, right? That's what I want to see. And yeah, a lot of these big names, I've covered them. They have huge potential to be that guy. So I'm not saying just go after somebody you don't know. I'm just saying all that blue chip and they're supposed to be a top 10 and the bear shit, I don't care about none of that. I care about the results. Go out and get the guy that we're all going to love, whether we know his name coming into this draft, whether we have him on our draft board or not. And I mean us as his fans, not as in the front office. They should have everybody on their draft board. They should, they're the ones who should have the right names on their draft board. That's what ends up mattering. And that's what I hope the Bears do in this draft. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from the 470. Hey, yo, what's going on, Hayes? I just wanted to let you know, man, I appreciate the podcast, man. I'm out here in Tennessee, and I watch the podcast every day, man. I appreciate all the effort that you put into it, man. And with that being said, man, I think the Bears should go ahead and trade down with the Steelers. They should go ahead and get that 17th pick with the 32nd pick. And I think with pick 17, the Bears need to go ahead and get Darnell Wright out of Tennessee share up that uh, right tackle position. Um, I think Larry Baum would be a great backup right tackle for a good depth piece. But, you know, I think that guy Darnell Wright, man, has potential to be an all-pro. Um, I look like Luke Getzey when he was out there uh, coaching for the Senior Bowl. You know, Darnell Wright was actually on his team, and I was looking and paying attention, and it looked like Luke Getzey kind of liked Darnell Wright. If you go back and pay attention to it, man, it looked like Getzey was a fan of Darnell Wright, man. So I think the Bears are going to get Darnell Wright at the right tackle position next week. If they trade back with the Steelers, that would be great because then at number 32, man, the Bears could either go D-line or they could go center. Um, you know, the best center in the draft right now is that guy out of Minnesota. You know, if that guy falls to, like, 32, if the Bears get him at the center, 
at 32 with Darnell Wright at right tackle. They just shirt up the whole offensive line, man. With Darnell Wright, right tackle. Tevin Jenkins, left guard. Davis, right guard. That guy out of Minnesota at the center position, a better upgrade for Mustafer. Then we're looking at uh, Braxton at left tackle. And I think that would be the best bet, man. We don't even need to draft at nine. And if we do stay at number nine, man, we need to go ahead and get JSN, bro. I think if we get JSN this year, man, with that receiver core, if we're going to stay at nine, man. And Justin Fields has the potential to be the, the best quarterback in the NFC North this year. So, yeah, man, I can go on and on and keep talking, bro. But I think Darnell Wright and that center out of uh, Minnesota, if we could get those two at number 17 and number 32, and we could spend our whole second round on just D-line. You know, they got that guy Foskey that looks like he might fall to the second round. Foskey falls. That might be a good option. But, yeah, bear down. All right. Uh, great point here. This is kind of what, what we talked about. This is what Bobby talked about. Drafting down with the Steelers to get Darnell Wright at number 17. And what comes if Wright is the right pick, that's what you need to do, right? If they look at Darnell Wright and they say, hey, Paris Johnson, maybe he's off the board. Or maybe, listen, we have... Darnell Wright, we think that with his potential, he can turn into just as good of an offensive tackle as Paris Johnson. Whatever that is, if you can get more assets by trading down and still get a guy that you firmly believe is going to be the guy for you, that's what you need to do. Much like I just said in the last voicemail, copy and paste everything there. I don't care if it's Darnell Wright. I tell you what, the fact that Darnell Wright is shooting up a lot of mocks may, may mean that, hey, maybe there's some smoke to that. But at the end of the day, it just comes down to doing the right thing getting the most value, right? Getting the right players in here that are going to turn into something. That's what matters. And so if it comes out that it, it that we do trade down and Darnell Wright is their target and they get him at number 17 and he turns into what we need on that offensive line, I don't think any Bears fan in retrospect is going to be go back five years from now and be like, yeah, you know what? I really wish we would have drafted that Paris Johnson guy if Darnell Wright turns out. Yes, on day one, there may be some people like, man, the Bears should have did this to get, to get Paris Johnson. You're probably going to get that. But once the lights are on, once the game starts, once the progression hits, and Darnell Wright, if he ends up turning into that guy, all Bears fans that have pessimism around it, they're going to shut up. They're going to rock with us. They, they, that's what they're going to do. So at the end of the day, Ryan Poles and this front office, they just need to make the decision that they firmly believe is the right decision to improve this team. All right, let's get into this last one. This one's from King Booker World. Hey, what's up, Hayes? This is Book, a.k.a. King Booker World, coming at you on this Friday morning. Uh, just uh shout out to you, Bobby, and uh, C-Dub, you know, like I said before, y'all keep up the good work. I just want to make a comment or a comment and a question. Uh, I know what everybody keeps saying about Tevin Jenkins, about how, like, this regime don't really have, like, uh, a lot of faith in him or they don't see his, them keeping him. I, I, I beg to differ. I think that they feel that he is good enough and smart enough to move around the line and can adapt and adjust to any situation they put him in. And I think that's why he's going to be playing left guard, and uh, they're going to have uh, Nate Davis over at right guard. I think they have faith in Tevin, man, and I think that's why they uh, they feel um, in good spirits to move him around because they feel that he can do it. Also, man, on a, on a side note, Watch out for uh, what's what's my man Jatari uh, Carter? Cause uh, him and uh, Brax both been working working out with Olin, and uh, from some of the videos, man, they both looking good, man. So I mean, the O line, man, is gonna be is gonna be better than what folks think. You know, we can always use more pieces for backup and depth, 
But, man, I'm, they, they on their way, man. I'm not saying that they for the win the Super Bowl or anything like that, man. But, you know, the Bears can't shock some teams this year. But uh, let's see what happens, you know, getting ready for the draft. And I uh, just want to wish you guys have a good weekend, man. Salute and bear down. And, Book, here's what I'll say. I completely agree with you. I, I've seen it in the comments. Like, there, there was a guy a couple of weeks ago that was like, oh, well, I firmly believe Tevin Jenkins is going to be traded. And I'm just like, he was our best offensive lineman last season. And I do, with you, I do see – them moving Tevin Jenkins around, not being a sign that they don't know what to do with it. I see that they're being a sign that he is so versatile for us that we feel it gives us flexibility in how else we build out this offensive line because guess what? Tevin is the one that we can trust. Tevin is the one that we think that that, that we believe is going to be able to perform regardless of where we put him at. So we, when we go out, if we get a guy who can only play a certain position, yeah, we're going to slide him in there, but we trust Tevin Jenkins' ability to do what we need him to do. I think and even Ryan Poles, amongst the trade kind of uh, rumors last season in training camp, I think he, the, what he said about Tevin, to me, was a vote of confidence. Yes, they wanted to see it work out. They wanted to see what it was going to turn into. But when you look at just his progression from, last, from training camp to the, the season, right, of him being out of the starting lineup, back in the starting lineup, right, moving positions, I think that they do trust Tevin Jenkins, and I think Tevin Jenkins performed well. That's my personal opinion. Not what I'm saying everybody else should share, but that is my personal opinion, and I'm rocking with you on that one, Book. I think that they do believe in Tevin Jenkins, and I think Tevin Jenkins is going to be one of the anchors on this offensive line for years to come. But that's it. That's the voicemails for today. Make sure you guys uh, follow the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Central at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. Like I like to end every episode on, man. Bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. See you guys. Hey, we'll see you guys Sunday for a live stream. But on top of that, we'll see you guys live at the draft. So make sure you're tuned in for that. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.